It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. I've uh, taken this uh, Cowboys training camp day off uh, in order to follow closely a bunch of Lakers free agent news because I know <laughs> that's super important to me. Uh, and I, Really, Marcus just keeps hitting me up and, and asking me for Laker insider information, yes. unfortunately. Yes. They, they, don't, they don't just hand that out to everybody who lives in Los Angeles. No, but you should check out our sister site, Locked On Cowboys, or Locked On Lakers, not Locked On Cowboys, Locked On yeah. Lakers, as they do a fantastic job. Uh, over there they do some great work so uh not <laughs> what we're going to talk about today Liam. we're going to no, talk about the cowboys no. because we have a preseason game in two days uh, i'm excited let's get to some twitter questions this first one is from our guy mark uh he wants to know what's been different so far with a mike mccarthy camp compared to a jason mm-hmm. garrett camp you know this is that's a good question you know I, I, and this is something i talked about uh, i think you know when in pods leading up to training camp and and actually had a good conversation with uh a couple of the guys at training camp, uh, Sean Kirshner, Ra- Rabble Rouser, some of you guys mm-hmm. may know him. Uh, you know, he and I have been going to pod, uh, to uh, training camps for, you know, almost ten years, and and um, and so we've seen a lot of Garrett training camps, and, and we were you know kind of trying to suss out. And he was asking me because he had only been to like one practice, and uh, and to me, I think you know the biggest difference is that well, there's two things. One, it seems like there are, are less uh pods i guess is the best way to, to 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 call them there's there's less um you know separated different setups in practice and then you know with garrett he, he would have like five or six different you know uh periods basically yeah and then you'd whistle between the two and you'd sprint to the next period uh, and do your thing you know now it seems to be like kind of just two or three of those uh and 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 there's really a lot more uh focus on kind of situational work. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing an install right now. Would you say there's uh, more teamwork than not, not teamwork, but like team sessions together, like than in previous years, I, I think it's, it's, it's probably the same, but, but I mean, number wise, but I, I will say that like, like I was, you know, kind of going was the, it seems that the team stuff, even though it's, it's still kind of in an install phase, it still seems very focused on making sure that everything has 
context that everything's done situationally. So they're not just kind of like doing 11 on 11 and this is the first play we're doing and this is the second yeah. play. It's like, Hey, it's, it's third. It's the third quarter. There's six minutes left to go in the game. It's, it's third and seven, you know, it's More like everything has, yeah. yeah, everything has context to it. Everything's situational. Um, and I think that that's interesting. You know, I, I, and there's also a lot less, uh, one-on-ones, you know, I, I have, mm. I, we, we haven't really seen any periods of true one-on-one periods, you know, like, you know, receivers versus uh, DBs and, and offensive linemen versus defensive linemen. What we've seen is kind of two-on-twos or uh, like half field, you know, kind of mock game stuff, but we haven't really seen the, uh, you know, especially not like when Garrett used to call out pairings to kind of yeah. challenge them in front of the team. And so that, there's none of that. Uh, and there isn't the kind of one-on-one situation now it's more, uh, team oriented. And I guess maybe in that sense, there is more team stuff because yes, okay. the one-on-ones and that stuff has kind of been replaced by, you know, half line or half field drills that are about spacing and, and kind is of, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I actually think it's, I actually think it's a good thing because you don't really get that many one-on-one true one-on-one situations no. in the NFL, No, you know, except, you know, you can say that you, you kind of do contextually, you know, wide receivers and defensive backs. But even then, you're working in conjunction with other receivers in a pattern in order to create space. So I think this kind of thing of working together uh, and, and, you know, working on not only working on your route, but how your route is being run in relation to the rest of the of the you know concept, the past concept. I think that kind of stuff has value. And, I, uh, and, and for offensive and defensive linemen, you're never going to be in a space. An offensive lineman is never going to be in a space where they are alone. You have a complete two-way go on either side of them, and there isn't an offensive line you know, body to at yeah. least be a barrier, right? So I think having them uh, you know, work these those kind of drills while all lined up and actually at least kind of sim- somewhat simulating a play around them uh, gives you probably more realistic looks. Uh, and, and, and maybe it's been part of the problem that we've seen certain guys like, I mean, let's say Malik Collins or, mm-hmm. or you know, guys who have shined at different points uh, uh, in training camps in the past and it didn't really translate to regular season. Maybe it's because we've relied too much on this uh, you know, measuring tool that is maybe not a very good measuring tool for, for actually what happens in the NFL game anyways. Yeah, I mean, we love one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl. Like, that's a perfect time to evaluate players, but I'm not sure that's the best way to practice getting ready for a game, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the difference, right? Like, maybe Jason Garrett used training camp a lot to figure out who's going to be on the 53-man roster, while Mike McCarthy already kind of knows, right? Like they, they know probably what 49, 50 of the spots already. So let's, let's do some things that are actually going to translate the games. I think you made a good point on one-on-ones, like especially the offensive line ones, like defensive linemen, edge rushers should crush it in one-on-ones because there's, there's so much open space, but how much does that really translate to game action? I'm not sure. Yeah, and they an offensive line, you know, specific, specifically trades as a group. They, they we were yes. constantly talking about how the weakest link is is just as important as the best player in an offensive line because they all work as uh, you know in conjunction with each other as a team as a as a pass blocking concept. So 
this idea of like, you know, going on an island. I mean, Tyron Smith probably is that guy. But you're not asking your your left guard to do that you know, on a no. regular basis no. unless the defense has found a way to scheme that specifically open. And again, it's not that it's not completely useless, but it's also just not what, you know, 95% of your snaps in an NFL yeah. game are going to be like. Uh, how would you compare like the tempo and intensity of Mike McCarthy's practices compared to Jason Garrett's? You know, someone I, I did point that out that the tempo seems the tempo seems less like like the tempo seems a little bit you know you, you used to see and maybe maybe it has to do with the fact that that there was so, there's less pods right so there's less of it mm-hmm. but you know Garrett you'd see the guys like you know he'd be yelling for everyone to sprint to the next pod or uh, the next you know the section there's not a lot of that I mean guys are kind of just getting to where they need to go um, but but at the same time I also feel like the practice has been the practices have been a lot crisper okay. on, on every on every level uh you know i, I just think that, that things are the 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 the, the, the passing and, and and the you know the, the way that they're performing everything seems a lot more uh a lot crisper just a lot more efficient it, it feels like you know there's less stupid drops and, and less you know mental mistakes i mean just kind of generally it seems like and, and it's a small, small sample size and it could be a you know team related but I don't know if maybe, you know, just kind of if those things are related or not, but it does seem like the tempo is slightly, you know, down a little bit or at least not stressed the way it was under Garrett. I also wonder if that goes back to, you know, them just having a lot of offseason work. Like Mike McCarthy said, they are way further ahead because of, you know, basically everybody showing up to OTAs and minicamps. So I wonder if that factors in as well. Um, Before we move on. Did you see the Giants today were making guys run laps and stuff for mental mistakes? Uh, including yeah. Daniel Jones, including Joe Looney, who had a bad snap. So uh, I, I, I don't miss those practices. <laughs> you know, it's an old school mentality type of way of doing things. But, I, you know, I think there's some there's some thought to is that actually the best way to get your team in in sh- or in, in shape mentally and physically for, for football? I, listen, I get it for high school kids. I get it for yeah, middle exactly. school kids. These are professionals, right? Like, hey, if a guy messes up a snap, let's not waste 20 minutes of him running around in circles. Let's let's get right out and get back to our work. I, I it's different, so I just don't get it. But um, yes, all right, exactly. let's uh, let's move on. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, this next question comes from Zach. 
Uh, what undrafted free agent has the best shot to make the 53-man roster this year? Well, uh, we've seen – I mean – Feels like uh, a weaker uh, UDFA class than usual, right? Well, I mean, on top of that, you have 11 draft picks. You know, yeah, and that's, that's – so it's, it's a high number, and, and you already have a pretty talented team. So, it's just – there's not a lot of room at the end, so to speak. So uh, – you know, I, I, the uh, is it Howard, the kid from Tiffin? Yes. Um, he's or Hardy. Looked, he's Hardy. Looked, oh, Hardy. Sorry, Hardy. Yeah. Uh, he he's looked pretty good at times. Um, you know, I think some some of the wide receivers, Eagles, uh, at times has, has shown you a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, what about our guy Tyler Coyle, the line, linebacker safety hybrid. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's tough, especially since they, you know, they signed Hooker. Now it's like, yeah. There's there's just not a ton of room at safety either, and I haven't seen him really running with uh, with any advanced teams. More you know, still down roster stuff. So. so he's another guy we're gonna have to keep an eye on during like the Hall of Fame game, during the first pre, you know the the next preseason yeah. game against the Cardinals because just haven't seen a lot of them. Uh, Nick That's Eubanks. We're going to see a lot of these guys. Eubanks is a guy, maybe. I mean, just just because they, they, I think that they're going to try. And Ralston is another guy that we should keep an eye on because I think they probably will try to keep a fullback. Um, but Why? we'll see. Uh, you know, for many good, for many, many reasons. <laughs> many reasons. Uh, it's. I, I don't expect this to be the best UDFA class for the exact reason you mentioned. They have 11 yeah. rookies. They signed quite a few free agents. Like I know they didn't get like a premier free agent, but when you bring in Malik Hooker and Demonte Casey and you bring in Keanu Neal, there's just not a lot of spots on this roster. And, uh, and they don't look like, bad too. That's the other thing yeah. too. It's like you know, it's like these are they, they don't look like uh, uh, you know, haha, Clinton Dix or, or or some of the other guys that we've brought in before that just like man, these yeah. guys can't play. Like yeah. all the all the free agents look decent enough to make the roster. So uh, it, well, that and makes, I think like a spot like wide receiver, right? Like yeah, yeah. Your top three are so solidified that there's only two other spots open, and we think Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown probably get those two. But then they have Simi Fahoku, who you drafted in the fifth round. You've got some guys you liked last year who didn't get preseason run, like That's Aaron right. Parker. It's just going to be really hard for these guys to make the roster. Uh, next question. This one comes from Zach Pounds. Uh, when will we see Malik Hooker in pads? I actually believe he was in pads on Sunday. Um, I don't think so. No, he wasn't. Maybe I maybe I saw him just I, working out without pads. I, I think he had shoulder pads on, and I think he had a helmet on, but he wasn't practicing because because we, we noticed the same thing. All right. So when do you expect him to you know practice? Actually, I, I'm, I'm thinking after the they get back from the uh, from the Hall of Fame game, right? I mean, so the, Saturday they, they, I believe is their first practice against the Rams. Yeah. So likely Saturday, I would say, because I mean, he, I don't think tomorrow will probably be a Cards day. I assume they're going to get you know some kind of prep work for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh because they're done with their install at this point. Um, so th- they'll, they'll probably be getting some looks at Pittsburgh tomorrow. Uh, it'll be, it won't, it won't be padded. I, I don't uh, think. No, uh, and then, you know, and right. then so Friday, so Friday when they get back, they don't practice. Uh, yeah. They practice Saturday against the Rams. So I, I would imagine that if he's ready to go, which I, I mean, I don't know that that has that even been established yet that he's completely you know, ready to like actually be made active and practice. But if he is, then I mean, I, Friday would we've be seen him game. at least out there doing some drills, right? Yeah. He looks, he looks fine, but, but he also hasn't been out on the courts, you know, or anything like that. So, yeah. 
I don't know what that means necessarily. My guess is Saturday or Sunday, maybe. I it, think so too. I, they're, they're not going to rush him. They're going to be very careful. And I wouldn't be surprised, Landon, if it's one of these things too where he's a day on, a day off. Like that seems yeah. pretty realistic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just simply because they, they, I think they'd also still like to get a look at a lot of these down roster guys, uh, and they don't need to like rush him back necessarily because they know he can play. They, it's just a matter of him staying healthy. So don't don't beat him up in the preseason if you don't have to. All right, this next one comes from at uh, Ghost of Landry. He wants to know: Could Dak's injury be more serious than the Cowboys have let on? Um, I'll answer this one: No. It's, it's not more serious than they let on. If they had a game tomorrow, he would be playing in it. The way that I've been told it, how it feels, it's like you slept on your shoulder the wrong way. And trust me, yeah. when you get as old as I am, that, that happens. I'm, oh, I'm my sure gosh. You know, Landon, right? Uh, you absolutely do. And, and, and it's almost like the arm is useless. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, had this, I actually had this conversation with someone at practice too. Uh, if, if, he, if it was more serious – they wouldn't be acting the way that they've been acting. They would be they a lot more be letting him be on the field, conditioning, running around, doing drills, throwing the ball left-handed. That's that that as well. Obviously, uh, yeah. they wouldn't let, be letting him go out and run routes. Um, you know, <laughs> they wouldn't be letting him play defense. Yeah, you know, they also. I don't think that they would be speaking with. They would be more evasive. You know, and, and, yeah, and yeah. they wouldn't be speaking so confidently that it certainly isn't this. It certainly isn't that. They wouldn't have then have Dak come out and say the same thing, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really feel like they're being pretty straightforward about this. I think the Cowboys have to protect Dak from himself more than anything. Because yeah. if, if you ask Dak, hey, are you good to practice tomorrow? I guarantee you the answer would be yes, right? He, I mean, I, I feel fine sharing this. Like he was throwing a thousand footballs a day from his scooter back in January and February. And like he used his arm a ton. So it's not surprising. It's not surprising that there might be a little fatigue there. So yeah, with a preseason game that he's not going to play in no practice on Wednesday, no practice on Friday, you can kind of afford to let him sit for a week. And he'll, I, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that I think he's going to be back on the field Saturday when they practice against the Rams. I, I feel and really honest, good about that. And honestly, I think I, I think that this week of practice has been really good for Garrett Gilbert. You know, sure. it's I, agree. I, mean, it's, I think it's fantastic for him. Yes. I mean I think you've 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 noticed uh, a, a noticeable improvement in the last few practices with him. So um yeah, I think it's good for everybody. The Cowboys need to kind of figure out what's going on in their backup quarterback situation anyways. There's no reason not for da- to not give Dak twelve days off. You know, which was basically what he'll get. Well, you started camp, what, like nine days before everybody else did, really? Yeah. There's just just no reason not to do this. Uh, You don't need to necessarily evaluate the top wide receivers on on your roster. You know who your top three are. So there, there kind of is no downside to this. We do need to evaluate if the defensive backs can catch, and that's what we have backup quarterbacks for. So uh, thank you to those guys. And confirmed, by the way. Congrats, (laughs) guys. Thanks for helping us out there. Yes, we need to boost up the confidence of those guys. Uh, One more quick break to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, a couple more questions, Landon. Uh, this one from Cameron. How has Reggie Robinson looked during camp? Are they finally keeping him at cornerback? Yes, they are. How has he looked? He hasn't looked. He hasn't looked great. Um, okay. I, uh, I've seen him, you know, getting burned a couple different times. You know, he's working with the lower uh, teams. I think he's with the third, or, and sometimes you know the beyond team yeah no i I haven't really seen him very much well i guess he has done some working with the second team they you know they rotate a lot of these guys in but uh, but for the for the most part he's working near you know kind of near in in the bottom group with like uh deontay burton and and uh the new kid that they signed from the jets um so he's he's looked okay I, i i don't know what he looked like last year um you know, he looks athletic. He looks like uh, he's, you know, certainly not uh, not out, out being out athleted. I, I just think that he's he's struggling at times to kind of. I just see him getting burned a lot. I yeah. I, I don't know I don't know what, what the technique issue is there, and sometimes it's tough to kind of see it. But I just see him on the tail end of of some Moss type plays and some of the plays that you see in the camp, you know, he's, he's been the victim. I, I know that Malik Turner specifically has really given him fits at different times. So, um, my, you know, my fear I, is I, that they've ruined him because of moving him back and forth so much, you know, and, and maybe he's not playing so terribly, but I think it's just looking in comparison to I mean, every other cornerback really seems to be having a great camp, yeah. you know, and then that's really the problem for him is that, it's not. I don't. I, maybe he's not played so horribly or, or anything. Maybe it's really just that I've noticed every other cornerback above him and besides him. So um, he's somebody that stuck. really needs a big training camp. Or excuse me, a yeah. big preseason. Big right? preseason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. I mean, he he's got to show up in this Hall of Fame game. I think. Yes. Uh, to kind of get him back into the horse race a little bit, and even then, I still think it's going to be kind of a, a an uphill battle. I mean, there still seems to be, at least in my mind, and I'm sure the coach's mind. Some separation between him and I don't know the next guy well, above him would be Maurice Canada. Well, that's or, the thing know. I was going to be able to go through, right? You have Trevon Diggs, Kelvin Joseph, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and then Nation Wright's a third round pick. That's that's five corners right there. And Our guy well. CJ Goodwin is going to yeah. make the team, right? So that's already six. Yeah. So now you are fighting with Maurice Kennedy. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough uphill battle here for him. I hope he makes some plays on special teams. Maybe he's the type of guy that you could cut and put him on your practice squad. Like I don't know how I, I don't remember how the rules are set up this year, but maybe he's somebody that you try to get on the practice squad without exposing him to the other teams. I, I don't know, but I, I don't want to give up on him yet because I know he's talented. But yeah. man, they are deep at corner. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is that you know we hadn't really ever considered the idea that this team would be, would. <laughs> have enough quality depth to kind of actually make this an issue. But I mean, here we are. So 
uh, and we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's early, and we don't even know that it's that quality. It just looks good now. Yeah. So uh, preseason may tell us otherwise, and maybe it sorts this out, this out another way by the time we've reached the, the last preseason game. But as, as it looks right now, it's just a case where, you know, maybe he's playing okay, maybe he isn't. The, the real problem is that everyone above him is really showing up in a major way. All right, this next question comes from Joshua. Uh, who is one player you're really excited to watch on Thursday night? Oh, man, there's so many, honestly, because I, I, I really do think that you're going to see, you know, I kind of want to see Tyler Biotish a little bit. Mm. I don't know why that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is just I, I think you're going to see some of these younger offensive linemen that, I, I, that you kind of haven't gotten a full – good look at i want to see against some of these other guys uh a, a lot of really i think most of my guys are going to be offensive and defensive linemen maybe you know mm-hmm. maybe parsons if he plays a couple just snaps some live action right just some yeah. live action yeah uh, because you know i think we see a lot of uh you know the corners and wide receivers and, and and there's obviously there's some different translation once they put pads on for sure but not in the same way that there is between offensive linemen defensive yeah. linemen running backs and linebackers the same too right where there's full contact so now we actually get to see live contact you know who's 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 sticking out because there's you know you you know as well as i do every year every one or two guys here there's one or two guys who practice terribly and then come into one of these preseason games and light it up. Uh, uh, I was listening to one of the shows the other day, and they brought up the name George Selvey. And oh, I for- yeah. I forgot that George Selvey had done it, with, I think, in a Hall of Fame game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple, you know, 10 years ago, whatever it was, maybe longer than that. So uh, I think, you know, it's just – it's there's going to be guys like that every year. There always is. Um, and maybe, you know, we just talked about maybe Reggie Robinson is one of those guys. The guys that seem to really kind of just take an extra step when the lights come on. Uh, and, and clearly, at least the past around here, they weigh those uh, those preseason games heavily, as they should. Uh, and, and so they and so they uh, you know they have the kind of similar weight to uh, you know I would I don't know if they have to do this, but like it seems seemingly you know a, a really good preseason game could erase or or you know be significant as, as equal to a, a week a full week of of solid practices. You know, so uh, it, it really is going to be interesting to see who you know really puts them right back themselves right back into the horse race uh and and in the other side of that is who who, who really poorly. gets up there yeah. and, and plays and, and their knees start shaking when the lights turn on you know and and and, and who plays poorly in, in, under the lights so maybe you get in there and, and nation Wright doesn't look uh, uh as as good as he had been in all these practices or you know any of these guys it's that's that's the other thing you have to look out for is how much how much difference is there and which players is the, the they're the most difference in the way that they practice versus the way they play uh, i was just thinking of a some players that like just had monster preseasons for the cowboys um wasn't one of them tyson thompson do you remember tyson yes. thompson yeah absolutely he was a third back for us for a little while too. yeah like, that yeah. guy could fly remember Radaway? was it Raymond yeah, yeah, Radaway? Yeah. oh yeah but i got he- hurt though that was about. Yeah, he got, got hurt, hurt in one of those things, but but before that, he had like like three catches and like and was building on an incredible preseason. It's guys like that. It's just like, you know, they Listen, say this you is the Jamaica Rector practice, They show up. Oh yeah, Jamaica Rector is, <laughs> is another one. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Ogletree and 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 who are the other? I mean, the wide receivers. It's well, always wide receivers. It seems. Yeah, but Ogletree I mean, is a good example, back. right? Like Ogletree is somebody who turned some big preseason games into a nice little career, right? Like yeah. he ended up being the Cowboys' third receiver one year because he played pretty well in camp, 
and in preseason and had, I will always remember that huge week one game he had against the Giants and Giants was that 2011 2012 uh one of those years but yeah. uh all right uh last question uh this one is specifically for you Landon uh because you are a, a Texas guy uh Texas barbecue edition question uh are you a two oh. or three meat platter person uh, well, I mean, it depends on the meat, but I, I mean, well, that's I, the next I, question. What kind of meat do you go for in a barbecue? Well, I, I, I love brisket. I mean, brisket yeah, is my, is my favorite, is one of my favorite things in the world. I, I love ribs, man. I'll eat, I'll eat ribs, uh, any day of the week. Uh, I mean, I'll have chicken wings. Uh, I, 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 I like all kinds. It really depends on what it is, but I would say, you know, I just had barbecue over the weekend <laughs> and, 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 my my take is that you you go for a plate of just meat first. Yes, I agree. It's, That's a good call. It's just just to get get your 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 meat needs out of the way, and then then you go back for a plate of sides, and then maybe some more meat on, on the plate of sides. So, all right, so uh, I agree. Brisket's got to be number one, right? And yeah, then I think I kind of like smoked turkey is one of my favorites, but ribs is really, really? good as well. Interesting. Uh, okay. what, what's your what's your side of choice? Uh, I love potato based things. So I love really good mashed potatoes. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, uh, mac and cheese, if it's done well, is really good. Uh, I like, I'm a col- baked I bean like guy. some coleslaw, some yeah. potato salad. I, I, I Baked beans are okay. okay. Um, it's all good, you though. Know, you were talking about it's, barbecue. It's all, it's good. all good. I mean, if you're talking about barbecue, it's, it's all pretty tasty. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll continue to preview this Hall of Fame game. We'll talk about practice that occurred on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so make sure you guys are downloading the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out the show on YouTube. Make sure you hit that follow and subscribe button on there. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at NicoleBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.